welcome to Passive Time Podcast. This week, we're going to be reflecting on the past week's interesting developments regarding the Mass Effect franchise. <laughs> um, Chris, you probably had more involvement with this than me and Brad. What, what were your thoughts about the, uh, the reveal? Well, I mean, as someone that took time off work to uh, potentially play Mass Effect Andromeda, I'm feeling pretty peeved, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, pretty peeved. And as someone who counts Mass Effect 2 as one of not just his favorite games of all time, but probably one of, if you were to objectively mm. look at games and say, what are the best games ever made? I would say there's a good, you know, there's a very good argument to be made that Mass Effect 2 is one of the best games ever made. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the whole franchise is, is, you know, like an entity probably isn't as great as people make it out to be, but I will stand by Mass Effect 2 as a singular good game. You don't yeah. even have to have even played any of the well, other Well, this is the thing we've, talk, we've talked in this very cast before about how I kind of didn't really get on with Mass <clears throat> Effect 1, never played Mass Effect 3, but I love Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 was a great game, even by yeah. it, just on its own. Yep. And, like, looking back at the scores for Mass Effect 3, it's like... Hmm, it's not <laughs> as bad as maybe people thought it was. It's just compared to Mass Effect 2, again, one of the greatest games of all time. It's like, okay, it didn't quite live up to that reputation. Yeah. I mean, it's, now, very much, it's very much like how George Bush has grown on me a lot recently. For, <laughs> yeah. For various yeah. reasons. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is Donald Trump. So <laughs> that's, that's, there we go, podcast done. But no, it, I, and it's not even the sense that. Like, you can think what you like about review scores, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more in a bit, but I think even anyone, no matter if you're a gamer or if you're not a gamer or, you know, even if you're just vaguely aware of games as a thing and, you know, like, the progression that they've made over the years, I don't think anyone can look at the videos that are coming out of Mass Effect Andromeda and think, man, that looks like a game I would like to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I think... I think if the if it was just the thing of the facial animations are not quite up to scratch, which initially was the first, that was the first kind of alarm sort of, bell. Yeah, like the kind <laughs> of like the wave just starting the break of kind of information coming from the EA early access trial mm. um, was that the facial animations looked a little bit goofy at times, and not just facial animations, just the animations in general, and not really befitting of a Mass Effect game. <laughs> I think was kind of the general point um and so you could say if it was just that element of it like that would be disappointing because it wouldn't reflect like the you know the amount of money the supposed studio this came from the franchise that preceded it but if it was still a great game then you know people would people would be a bit forgiving of that i think but yeah, the the rest of the the rest of the trial does not sound like it's gone particularly well either. I mean, it's I guess we should say at this point it's setting it it's setting like a seventy five meta score, which yep. for a new Mass Effect game is pretty dire. Um, Bearing in mind, the first one got ninety one, the second one got ninety six, and the third one got ninety three. So, <laughs> yeah, that should yeah. say quite a lot. I mean, Brad, I'm interested <laughs> to get your thoughts on this. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've never been, you know, a big fan of the intergalactic rompathon series Mass Effect. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, I don't know, I've never got into them. It's never, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's just never caught my eye. But I have to admit, because, you know, I know you guys really enjoyed it. I did, as soon as the kind of um, 
Andromeda stuff started coming on the horizon. I was like, you know what? Actually, this is this will be the Mass Effect game that I actually get and uh, kick myself about having not played the uh, the first three. But um, no, that's not going to happen anymore. That's really, no. that's really no. not going to happen. And for me, it's you know, I I kind of struggle to see how there's so much i mean i don't want to totally write this game off before it's even released in the uk i mean it seems like they've done a good enough job themselves yeah. of doing that but um yeah i, I kind of don't want to write it off straight away but from everything that i've seen it's really surprising that such a you know it's such a, a kind of big big series of games with with a serious amount of money behind it made on you know the frostbite engine which is which is a brilliant engine uh for for real kind of great looking games and it just seems that it, it's just not worked it's kind of like they've kind of went ah you know it'll it'll sell itself like i, I would suspect that's almost engine. exactly what occurred here to be honest <laughs> yeah. like it's just it just seems kind of lazy and pretty shoddily put together and if you compare you know even just visually the two if you if you compare battlefield one which is you know near and a, a you know the best part of a year old now still um against mass effect it's it's just they they just don't even look like they're built on the same engine like they really battlefield don't. one looks phenomenally better um like seriously seriously better and i've seen little kind of clips coming out now of like uh, little cutscenes in in andromeda where where you'll even have pop-ins of like kind of pause and facial expression. Like someone's face will go halfway through a scene, halfway through a sentence from being kind of like a bit blurry to all of a sudden like a really detailed yeah. face but with a questionable expression and then back. It's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, when when these GIFs and videos and stuff first are coming out, I remember Chris said, maybe the Frostbite engine just isn't as good at facial animations as a kind of, you know, when we were all sort of like... Yeah. Is, are these real? Are these like one or two glitches? Or is this what I, the new Mass Effect is like? It was like, oh, maybe it's just, you know, not quite as good in these little areas. But like, I'm sure it'll be fine like, yeah. within a day. Hmm. Like, I really don't think it's the engine. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just Mass Effect. I would yeah. agree with that 100%. And it's like, it's not even like... The Mass Effect franchise was known as having the best facial animations, but they were, you know, they were fine. You know, when people talked, the lips moved in the same like mouth movements that you would actually say a word in, and it's just like even compared to Mass Effect two and three, the, this one just doesn't. It doesn't add up. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't. Yeah. It's so odd to me that they've done yeah. this. I mean, I should stress as well that this is not made by the same development studio that made the original trilogy. It's made by a completely separate team that has never made a game before. So there's the <laughs> Bioware Edmonton team and there's the Bioware Montreal team. Bioware Montreal was formed in 2009 to help with the Mass Effect franchise and they like pitched in and helped with Edmonton. But Edmonton were the, they were the writers, they were the developers, they were the, you know, the game creators, they were the creative directors. That was Edmonton and that's the studio that made Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, all these fantastic MMOs, Kota, you know, all these fantastic, mm -hmm. not MMOs, but fantastic RPG experiences. Um, and this is the the first game that Montreal have ever made on their own. And it really shows. And it's just like, <laughs> why have you trusted an unproven studio with unproven talent with a, this, you know, probably one of the highest rated franchises and certainly one of the most like, 
consistent franchises in terms of quality why would you why would you then you know controversies aside it was still a quality game you know you can look back at mass effect 3 and think oh wait the, the actual gameplay was solid you know everything in there was mm-hmm. fine the writing was fine the gameplay was fine just wasn't as good as people wanted it to be mm-hmm. this is just bad it but from all accounts not just facial animations but the writing is bad the voiceover is bad the even the lip syncing is bad and yeah. you just think how is this how has this occurred yeah. i think at yeah. what stage did ea not step in and go this just even just objectively, this looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, people could, like I said earlier, people could forgive, you know, graphical glitches and shit like that. People would forgive it if the writing was solid. You know, in some of the reviews, it's been said that the the, the original trilogy was more kind of like your choices, it, it wasn't as wide a universe, but your choices led to more concrete actual events and occurrences, you know, it, it drove the narrative. Whereas this one is just suffers so much more from just it's just a big open space and everything's just kind of generic and there's no real yeah. consequence to anything. And I think that's really what's counted against it. You know, people would have still taken the piss out of the graphics, but if it if it still had the depth and the quality of writing, I, I think yeah. people would forgive the kind oh, of yeah, graphical absolutely. elements. One hundred percent. 100%. And it's like we're living in a post-Witcher, post-Horizon world where fetch quests have all but disappeared from, you know, from what is expected of an RPG in this, like, in this generation now, I think. Um, and this or at is... least slightly better written fetch quests. Like, this, oh, they're, yeah. they're still yeah. there, but it's not just, like, literally, like, go and pick 10 plants by there's at least a you know a modicum of effort gone into like making the plot relevant 10 rabbits <laughs> yeah but I, I i don't know though i i feel like the writing of those fetch quests is like you know it's it's subversive they they were trying to take what was an old trope and and turn it into something different which is cool you know that's that's what you want from a game you want to be surprised you want to be challenged and i feel like this is it, it's a throwback to that xbox 360 ps3 fetch quest era Mm. even like a wow era and it's like that's fine if that had been its only issue that's fine but on top of everything else it's just like it's just not a modern game (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think that is a good point that you know you could pick apart each individual issue on its own fine totally acceptable probably still a really good playable game i would probably still buy it then however club them all together you know it's struggle like i don't think i've read a single review or kind of seen anything coming out of it uh so far that that's kind of when oh you know actually this is really forgivable although this is really worth like sticking out all the shit for like mm. there, there's just nothing coming from it like i'd be so <clears throat> i don't know i'd be pretty mad if i pre-ordered this game and kind of sat on it in the hope of ah you know it, it might be better it might be fine they might patch the hell out of it day one and which they are evidently but it, it's just yeah it's just yeah, they, work, they are patching the hell out of it. Yeah, them, yeah, but they're yeah. not fixing the animations yeah. or anything. <laughs> no, no. Explicitly said what, what you've seen in the early access trial thing is exactly the experience that you'll this get. This is the full horror one. you will receive. Yeah, from exactly. <laughs> this is the massive defect that you will get. <laughs> and to be fair, there is so much wrong with it that there is literally no way they could have fixed it in that, in a week. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the No Man's Sky like problem. Yeah. yeah, I think as well, you know, because we should we should clarify we we haven't played this game. This is a good point to to just sort of yeah. step back and we are collating reviews from a lot of sources. And 
you know, we want to we want to talk about review scores and that kind of thing at at some point. But for now, it's not just that we've kind of read a couple of reviews and went, oh yeah, these are com- these are completely right because initially, I mean, the first review of it that I read was Rock Paper Shotgun, which was absolutely scathing. But mm. then you know, I think it was a Eurogamer who were like, oh, it's 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 not so bad, or I no, think it was, it was PC it gamer, was PC gamer, yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's kind of like it's it's fine. Uh, and then it was just once all of the sources started coming in, you know, like issues with Metacritic aside, it's on an even playing field with the other games that are also on Metacritic. So it's kind of fair to compare them in that context, even if there are issues to be discussed around that whole concept. It's still it's still on an even playing field with them on that website. And to for, for the new Mass Effect game to get this... It's pretty pretty surprising. Like it's not like No Man's Sky level of mass controversy, I don't think. But maybe it is. I, I wasn't looking forward to Mass Effect Andromeda that much, so. I... I I mean, if you if you take Breath of the Wild and you think that's got a ninety-seven out of a hundred Metascore, and you think, okay, maybe it isn't a perfect game, okay, and maybe you have issues with that. And again, we'll probably talk more about that in another podcast. However. That is the that is the reality of the um, critical landscape in which we find ourselves in 2017. You know, a game can get a 97, okay? And then you look at the others, like Horizons on 89, Nier from Square Enix is on 88, Neo from um, Team Ninja that's on 87, and it's like, okay, fair enough. These are these are all RPGs. These are all you know they all came out in 2017. This is the sort of scope that we're operating on for a Mass Effect game. Bearing in mind the average is like 94 or something, for a Mass Effect game to get 75, regardless of how you scale anything, that is bad. Yeah. That is atrocious almost. And even some of the reviews that are getting good scores, like PC Gamer, they gave an eight, well 80 out of 100. And you read it and you think you don't you don't like the game. You want to like the game. You want to give this game a higher score than it than it sh- probably should deserve because nothing that you're listing here suggests that this is an eight out of ten game. And that's, I suppose that's kind of a fair point. Is that you know that there are some people out there who are pretty serious Mass Effect fans, and maybe maybe for those people they might be able to see past you know the kind of poor writing and 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 kind of the constant texture pops and, and sort of issues visually with the game. Like, I'm, I'm kind of trying to put myself in them shoes and, and, and maybe maybe I could see past it and still enjoy it. Maybe, but I would have to be a pretty serious fan of the, the whole Mass Effect universe to, to really see past this. Yeah. But, yeah. And it, even I can't really see past it. And I, <clears> I'm a, I played them all. Well, I, I'll be honest, I didn't finish three, but I did play a fair amount of it I, it annoyed me too much to, to continue i love the multiplayer the multiplayer <laughs> aspect was the the best part but for me the um the characters and the character arcs and it's got that sort of there are a few um games like final fantasy 7 and mass effect and even like marvel cinematic universe to some extent where they take individual characters they build them up and then they throw them into a context where it's it's like all of these characters that you've spent tens and tens of hours with and you know really got to know and really understood that what their motivations are and everything and then there's a big sort of exposition environment in which they can like shine as a group and you you get it it, you know it it 
amplifies it even more to an extent. And like Mass Effect 2 did that so well, so well that it's like even if you just replicated that now, I'd be you know fine with a replication of what was a great concept. But it by all accounts, it just sounds like they're bland. They're cookie cutter characters. And I did think at the time when they announced the Rider twins, you know, the the, the boy and the girl that you can play in this game, they look so generic they they, yeah. they don't look like someone i would want to get to know and none of the um supporting characters look like anyone i would want to get to know yeah uh, so what's if there's no character development there's no <clears throat> real story the animations look terrible that some of the fucking uh textures look like ps3 era textures it's yeah. it's, it's a why why would i bother playing this over anything else that's coming out in in 2017 yeah it does very much feel like a. It's just a sort of, it's a generic game kind of wrapped in a Mass Effect, you know. Yeah. Just kind of skin, but essentially, yeah. it just feels like a bit of a cash grab. It's it's hard to get away from that. Um, which I mean, Agreed. nobody would ever accuse EA of, uh, of trying to <laughs> trying to cash grab. No, it should be said as well that apparently um, the Edmonton. Um, Bioware team are actually doing a take on Destiny. They're they're making a another RPG of this ilk, um, but that isn't going to be Mass Effect related, but is going to be sci-fi. But is their sort of first-person take on Destiny Hot from down. a from a Bioware perspective, and that's why mm. uh, Montreal were given this to work on. I mean, Montre- Montreal <laughs> Sorry, should be bloody fans. careful. Like, <laughs> do, do they not know who they work for? How many companies has EA like absorbed into its being at this stage it is exactly 24 God, <laughs> and it is exactly 24 that they've closed <laughs> there was some the, the discrepancy there is there was some that were already part of ea that they closed but they have absorbed 24 and they have closed 24 studios over probably a 20-year period man when will they be stopped <laughs> they should like... probably start charging for more of their services maybe they could keep these places afloat <laughs> Potentially. Ah, man. So yeah, dis- disappointing news on the Mass Effect front, I guess, is the uh, the the end point of this podcast. Well, at least it's only got to hold up against Horizon for uh, for sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, not, mean... it's not a difficult market for it at the minute, at least. No, no, no. no. Um... Oh, it's not like, you know, Bethesda have their next RPG coming out in May <laughs> either. So Prey comes out then. And then, as stated, there are myriad other rpgs that you could pick up should you so wish um dark souls 3 is getting a a playstation 4 pro patch so yeah no there's no competition there's really no competition alternatively if you'd just like to go and grind and overwatch for the rest of your life like i appear to have decided to that's also (laughs) that's also just got a new hero which we will talk about next week yes i can't wait (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Uh, we that is exactly what I'm doing after this podcast. It, did, it, did, it didn't sound like I can't wait there, but I, I definitely. Can't. <laughs> I'm just dead inside. Yeah. Don't worry about. It. I can't wait. Yeah, I've read too many Mass Effect reviews today. Like, <laughs> there is no like, light in this like, world. Do I, even, do I even like video games? Like, what, what am I doing? Like, I'm gonna go record a podcast. I'm gonna go read a book. <laughs> like, yeah, I put down my fork for this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, cool. Uh, well, we will wrap it up there. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with some uh, some podcast favourite material. Back to the Overwatch content. Yeah, here comes Arissa. <laughs>
Um, cool. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye.